Um, in this talk, uh, I will provide an overview of the calendrical tables known as uh, emerologia, and I will present a few uh, preliminary results of my ongoing research on this topic, which is part of my work as a member of the calendars team here at UCL. The subject of my talk is closely connected uh, with the institution of the Julian calendar and its diffusion in the Roman East. As is known, in 46 BCE, Julius Caesar instituted a new calendar consisting of a fixed 365-day year with the regular intercalation of one day every four years, the so-called leap year. This new calendar was to be used not only in Rome or Italy, but throughout the vast territory encompassed by the Roman Empire. Interestingly, however, the Julian calendar did not spread in the same way in the western and in the eastern provinces of the empire, whereas in the west it spread massively and soon replaced completely all pre-existing uh, local calendars. In the eastern provinces, by which is meant Greece, Asia Minor and the Roman Near East, it also spread quickly, but its adoption was not homogeneous nor straightforward. Before the Eastern Mediterranean came under the control of Rome, the several Hellenistic kingdoms and cities operated under a multiplicity of calendrical systems, which were mostly lunar. After the calendrical reform by Julius Caesar in 46 BCE, the Eastern cities and provinces did not simply adopt the Julian calendar, but adapted its structure to their local calendars. So, in most cases, the month names uh, and several other characters of the local calendars were maintained. This process led to the creation of uh, several different calendars, with, uh, as only common feature, a fixed 365-day year with a leap year every four years. Apart from this common feature, the internal structure of the year that is, the sequence and the length of the months, uh, their dates and the date of the new year. All these features were considerably different from city to, to city and from province to province. As the Emerologia demonstrate, the Julian reform had a significant impact on the calendars of the eastern cities, but this impact differed from place to place. Some cities like Antioch and uh, Sidon seem to have fully adopted the Julian system, preserving only the local month names in place of the Roman ones. Others had months equal in length to the Julian months, but not uh, coterminous with them. Some began the year with Augustus's birthday, while others had different New Year's days. Some calendars had 30-day months plus intercalary days to bring alignment to the Julian year, while others had more complex uh, methods of adjustment. The name Emerologia designates a group of texts preserved in early medieval Greek manuscripts, consisting of comparative calendar tables in which uh, the days of the Julian calendar are listed in the first column, and the equivalent days in a number of other calendars are listed in the other columns. These other calendars are identified as those of the provinces and cities 
of the uh, eastern half of the Roman Empire. The Julian calendar, along which they are laid out, serves as their common reference point. Different Hemerologia tables are known in four manuscripts. One manuscript is in Leiden, one is in the Vatican, and two are in Florence. The Leiden and one of the two Florence manuscripts were attributed to the 9th century, the Vatican one to somewhat later, while the second Florence manuscript seems to be a later copy of the Leiden specimen. Thus, the four manuscripts that preserved the Emerologia were produced in medieval times. However, it is clear that the Emerologia themselves must have originated earlier, presumably during the uh, Roman Imperial period or in late antiquity, when the calendars that appear in the tables were still in use. In fact, similar calendrical equivalences appear in literary, documentary, and epigraphic sources from the Roman Imperial period and late antiquity. As far as literary sources are concerned, the emerologia are implicit in the ability of a number of ancient authors to supply dates according to different calendars. For example, Ptolemy, in the mid, around the mid-2nd century, gives a date according to the Alexandrian uh, and the Bithynian calendar. The life of Porphyry of Gaza, um, dated to the 5th century, includes dates expressed according to the Roman calendar and the calendar of Gaza. Eusebius, in the early 4th century, often dates events according to multiple calendars. Epiphanius, in the late 4th century, gives the date of birth and baptism of Jesus according to the Egyptian, Syrian, Cypriot, Paphian, Arabian, and further calendars. The same occurs in the writings of uh, uh, further uh, ancient authors, such as Theophilus in the late 4th, uh, early 5th century, Athanasius of Alexandria, again in the 4th centuries, century, uh, Evagrius Scholasticus in the 6th century, and in a few Christian councils of the 5th and 6th centuries. All these sources thus suggest the use of emerologia from the mid-2nd century to late antiquity. The best epigraphic parallel for the emerologia manuscripts is a 1st century CE inscription that was recently discovered in Metropolis, in uh, the region of Lydia, in Asia Minor. The text comprises a table of Julian calendar days and their equivalent in the calendar of the province of Asia, which confirms the existence of two-column hemerologia already in the early Roman imperial period. Here are a picture of the um, marble fragment the inscribed marble fragment and the transcription of the first two uh, columns of the text. I haven't transcribed all of it. Uh, to the left are numerals referring to the days of a month in the calendar of the province of Asia. And next to the right, they're equivalent in the Julian calendars. Um, we have the nones of October, the eighth day before the Ides of October, and so on. 
the considerable size of the marble stone on which this Remerologion was inscribed suggests that it was set up in a public space, not only for public use, but also perhaps as a symbolic statement of the harmonious relationship between the institutions of the city, of metropolis, and uh, the institutions of the Roman Empire. Let's now have a look at one of the Hemerologia uh, tables that you also have uh, on your handout. Uh, this is the September table from the Florence from the earlier Roma, um, Florence Emerologion. On the first column to the left, under the heading Romaion Septembrius, that is uh, calendar or month, uh, the word is implied, uh, of the Romans month of, of September, are the days of this month in the Julian calendar. There are abbreviations for the three fixed dates of the Roman month, the calends, um, uh, the nones and the hides. As for the rest of the days of the month, Greek numerals and the Roman system are simultaneously used. <coughs> so, at, uh, um, at the top, after cal for calends, uh, comes a delta, which indicates by Roman inclusive uh, reckoning the fourth day before the nones of September. After the nones, there is an eta, as that is the eighth day before the, uh, the ides, and so on. The other columns refer to a number of local calendars of the Roman East and give each day in these local calendars equivalent to each Roman month day. On the top, next to Romaion Septembrius, are Alexandreum Thoth, the calendar of the people of Alexandria in Egypt, month of Thoth, Elenon Gorpieos, the calendar of the Greeks, by which is meant the calendar of Antioch. Tyrion Laos, the calendar of the city of Tyre, uh, month of Laos. Arabon Gorpieos, the calendar of the province of Arabia, month of Gorpieos, and so on. The last column to the right was meant to keep track of the days of the seven-day week, expressed by the Greek letters Alpha to Eta, and of the course of the lunar month, expressed by a repetition of the Greek letters from alpha to kappa. The heading here shows the word hemerai, days, plus the symbol of the moon. This particular column is in fact, uh, um, appears in fact only in the Florence Emerologion. It doesn't uh, occur in the other uh, Emerologia. As for, as for the month days of the calendars of the Roman East, these are numbered consecutively, as these calendars were not arranged in, uh, according to calends, nones, and ides, as in the case of the Roman calendar. Several of these cities and provinces shared the same month names. For instance, Gorpieos, which is also spelled Gorpiaios, and Los are originally month names of the Macedonian calendar as after the conquest of the Persian Empire by Alexander the Great, the Macedonian calendar became extremely widespread throughout Asia, Asia Minor, the Near East and Egypt, both in its original form and by fusing with local calendars. Uh, and as a result, the Macedonian calendar was the most widely um, attested Greek calendar. 
Thus, the emerologia provide uh, a large quantity of information on a number of uh, calendars, especially as uh, different calendars actually appear on the different uh, uh, manuscripts. Through these day-to-day -day equivalences, we can determine precisely the length and the structure of the months in each calendar. <coughs> but these texts are, are also remarkable in the mere fact that they were produced. They are a powerful testimony of calendar diversity in the Roman East, and at the same time of the assimilation of these calendars with a fixed and stable common denominator, which is the 365-day year of the Julian calendar. The only edition of the, of the Emerologia manuscripts was produced by Willem Kubicek in uh, 1915. Kubicek edited the Emerologia manuscripts with the transcriptions and critical commentary. He also compared the data of the Emerologia to that of uh, epigraphic literary and documentary sources that were uh, available uh, at the time and offered on this basis a detailed analysis of the calendars of the provinces and cities of the eastern half of the Roman Empire. As part of my research, I have already conducted a search for possible further Merologia manuscripts that may have been uh, overlooked by Kubitschek or possibly uh, may have been uh, inaccessible to him, but I didn't find any further manuscripts. My research thus consists in a reassessment of the information provided by the manuscripts already uh, known by taking into account newly discovered epigraphic and uh, documentary uh, evidence since Kubitschek's work over a century ago. I have carried out a systematic search for literary, epigraphic and documentary sources comprising a date given according to two or more different calendars, as well as for sources providing equivalence between month names of different calendars. And I am now in a position to update Kubitschek's work on the basis of the evidence offered by about 170 new uh, sources. About uh, 140 of these sources um, consist in a double date or a date given according to uh, multiple calendars. And about half of these are dates expressing according to the Roman calendar and the uh, Egyptian calendar. The latter is re represented in the Emerologia as calendar of the Alexandrians on the column next to that of the Roman calendar um, in the Florence Hemerlogion that you have on the handout. About 20 sources show a date given according to the Roman and the so-called uh, Greco-Arabic calendar, which was the calendar used in the province of Palestina Tertia, formerly known as province of Arabia. In approximately 20 um, cases, the date is expressed according to the Roman calendar and the calendar of the province of Asia. We then have five cases of dates given according to the Roman calendar and the calendar of Antioch, six inscriptions from Macedonia, dated by the Roman and the Macedonian calendar, 
which uh, actually is not represented in, in the Hemerologia. A single source with the Roman calendar and the uh, calendar of, of the Greek island of Kos, which equally is not represented in the Hemerologia. One text uh, dated by the Roman calendar and the calendar used in the province of Judea Palestina. Another one dated by the Roman uh, calendar and the calendar of Gaza. And an inscription dated by uh, the calendar of Gaza and the calendar of Elusa, another city uh, of the Roman Near East, which corresponds to the so-called uh, Greco-Arabic calendar mentioned earlier. Finally, uh, we have a series of further cases uh, as listed here. I won't go through all of them. Um, and let's now take uh, a closer look at a few sources. Among the ancient texts already analyzed by uh, Kubitschek is an inscribed working agreement of the Association of Builders from the city of Sardis, again in the, re in the region of uh, Lydia in Asia Minor, which dates to the year 459 CE. The document is double dated, first according to the Roman calendar on the fifth day before the calendar of May, which corresponds to 27 April, and then according to the calendar of the province of Asia that was used in Sardis on the fourth day of the month, Dysius. This equation agrees with the Emerologia. This is Kubitschek's uh, transcription of the April table from the Florence Emerologion. Uh, month of April of the Romans, fifth day before the calendar of May, indicated by the Greek numeral um, Epsilon. The calendar of Asia is here referred to as the calendar of uh, Ephesus, which was the capital of the province of Asia. This is where the month Dysius actually uh, begins, and this is the fourth day uh, of Dysius, marked by the Greek numeral Delta, and matching the Roman date. These equivalences further confirmed uh, in the Vatican Hemerologion, with the only difference that here the days of the month of the calendar of Asia are listed under the heading month or calendar of Asia and Pamphylia. So the heading is different, but um, the calendar is uh, still the calendar of Asia. A more problematic problematic case is that of the sources relating to the calendar of Pamphylia, a region in southern Anatolia. Currently, as was already the case at the time of Kubitschek, we know of only two documents that are dated by the Roman and the Pamphylian calendar. A papyrus that was written in the city of Side and found in Egypt, which gives the equivalence 8 July 16 Panemos, um, year 151 CE, and an inscription from Attaleya, uh, which is modern Antalya in um, Turkey, which equates uh, the span of time 1423 May to 2231 of the 8th month in the local, presumably, uh, Pamphylian calendar. As I just mentioned, the Vatican Emerologion has a column with the heading calendar or month of Asia and Pamphylia. 
And on this basis, Kubitschek first concluded that the calendar used in Pamphylia ran precisely in step with the calendar of the province of Asia, which is well attested both um, in the Emerologia and by external sources. However, this assumption is contradicted by these two sources. In the first case, the 16th of Panemos fell, according to the calendar of Asia, on the 8th of June, while the papyrus gives an equivalence with the 8th of July. And in the inscription, the local month is not named, but numbered, the 8th month, which in the calendar of Asia would be Dysius. However, the correspondence uh, given here between the Roman dates, uh, 1423 May, and the Pamphylian dates, 22-31 of the 8th month, do not match with information provided by the Emerologia for the calendar of Asia. Accordingly, Kubitschek subsequently retracted his uh, former interpretation of the uh, Pamphylian calendar as equivalent to the calendar of Asia, and offered a series of alternative explanations, none of which, however, appear entirely uh, convincing. After an analysis, analysis of the data offered by these two sources and, uh, um, um, and by the Emerologia, I have come to the conclusion that the calendrical equivalences provided by these two sources are in fact correct if we assume that the calendar used in Pamphylia did not correspond to the calendar of Asia that appears um, under uh, various headings in the Merologia, uh, mainly as calendar of Ephesus, calendar of Asia, and calendar of Asia and Pamphylia, but rather to a different calendar that appears solely in the Leiden manuscript under the heading calendar of the Asians. This is very confusing, but... Uh, that's what we have. This is the May table from the Leiden uh, Emerologion. The months of this calendar uh, I'm talking about uh, are numbered, and the eighth month, indicated here uh, by the Greek numeral Eta, indeed corresponds uh, to the Roman month May. And 1423 uh, May equal 22 to uh, 31 of the 8th month, all of which matches the information provided by the inscription I just uh, mentioned. The same goes for the double date provided by the papyrus, which is confirmed on the July, t July table of the Leiden manuscript. Therefore, I would be tempted to suggest that the calendar used in Pamphylia corresponded to the calendar of the Asians that appears in the Leiden manuscript. As the calendar of the province of Asia, the Pamphylian calendar used the Macedonian month names, but apparently in a completely different succession that is uh, unknown to us, of which we only know that the 10th month corresponded to Panemos, as we learned from the papyrus uh, we have seen earlier. Um, let's now turn briefly to an example um, from the newly discovered sources since Kubitschek's work, which I have collected. The text in question is inscribed on a fragment of a large sarcophagus that was found in Metropolis, again, Lydia, and uh, 
sets out instructions for a burial place. Uh, previous lines of the inscription, which I haven't uh, transcribed here, uh, reveal that this is a copy of a document that was deposited in an archive at Smyrna, in Ionia, here. The dating formula provides a Roman date, the sixth day uh, before the Ides of June, which is 8 June, and it's equivalent in the calendar of Smyrna, that is the 16th of the month Stratonicaeum. In the June table uh, from the Florence Hemerologion, uh, we find that the sixth day, sixth day before the Ides of June did correspond... Um, um, sorry, did correspond to the 16th of Stratonicaeus in the calendar labelled here as Ovasia. This is the first epigraphic attestation of the month uh, Stratonicaeus at Smyrna and it confirms the hypothesis put forth by Kubitschek that the calendar attributed to Asia in the Florence Emerologion is in fact the calendar of Smyrna which run in step with the calendar of Asia. To conclude, I would like to review a few main uh, questions I'm, uh, I have been addressing in my research on the Emerologia. The first question is, when were the Emerologia composed and in what form, for instance, as inscriptions or as uh, documents or uh, as uh, manuscripts? and how were they subsequently transmitted. The closest parallel for the Emerologia manuscripts, as we, have, as we have seen, is the epigraphic Emerologion from Metropolis in Lydia, which comprises a table of Julian calendar days and their equivalent in the calendar of the province of Asia. On this basis, it appears likely that further epigraphic Emerologia of this type existed in, major, in the major cities uh, of the eastern provinces of the Roman Empire, and these inscriptions may uh, have provided the basis on which the Emerologia uh, that appear in the four early medieval manuscripts were composed and transmitted. As mentioned earlier, in addition to the epigraphic Emerologium from Metropolis and the sources that display double dates or dates given according to multiple different calendars, I have also collected a number of documents on papyrus which display equivalence among month names of different calendars. Most frequently, uh, these documents compare the Egyptian and the Roman calendar, but an example uh, from uh, Lycopolis in Egypt, dating to the 5th century, provides the equivalence, the equivalence among Egyptian, Roman, and Macedonian month names. All are written in Greek and according to the order of the Julian calendar, from uh, January to December. The names of the Roman months are accompanied by the, their corresponding um, number of days. At the bottom of each column, we find the specifications Cata Egyptius, according to the Egyptians, Cata Romaius, according to the Romans, and Cata Asianus, according to the uh, Asians. This is the first and only known concordance on papyrus of these three calendars and is arguably the closest documentary parallel for the Emerologia manuscripts. My second question um, 
is uh, to what extent are the Emerologia manuscripts consistent amongst themselves and with other textual evidence from the Roman Empire? And how should these inconsistencies be accounted for? I will be able to provide an answer to these two questions only once I have completed the analysis of the data I have collected and compared it to the, compared it to the information offered by the Emerologia. In general terms, uh, inconsistencies may sometimes have arisen in, in the emerologia as a result of scribal error, but they are also likely to reflect a regional diversity of calendars or uh, perhaps a diachronic change in these calendars. Indeed, the historical reality behind the emerologia was probably much more complex uh, than the emerologia uh, conveyed. Local provincial calendars may have evolved and changed in the course of the Roman period. And it, it is clear that widespread calendars such as the calendar of Asia were not uniformly uh, reckoned uh, in any given period. My third question is uh, what were the function and the purpose of the emerologia? It might be uh, assumed that the emerologia were intended for scribes and imperial administrators to help them with the conversion of multiple calendar dates into one another, a task which in the Romanist was uh, often likely to be needed. However, this, not, not be, this need not be the sole function and purpose of these texts. The Emerologia may have also served the needs of commercial uses or other private uses or they may also um, have carried ideological and political significance representing local adherence to the Roman imperial power. And in this respect, one may think of uh, the calendar of Asia that was adopted very early in celebration of the Emperor Augustus. This is known thanks to a decree uh, that uh, Sasha mentioned earlier uh, this morning uh, a decree of the Greeks of Asia, dated to the year 9 or uh, 8 BC, which was passed by a number of cities in the Roman province of Asia. We have uh, several copies of this uh, same text from uh, different places in Asia Minor. The decree uh, adopts the suggestion of Paulus Ma Fabius Maximus, proconsul of Asia, to move the beginning of the year to uh, Augustus's birthday, uh, the 23rd of September. On the other hand, the Emerologia could also be seen as an instrument for the fixation of provincial calendars, the imposition of conformity to the Julian calendar, and thus uh, they may be seen as a signal for, uh, of Roman hegemony in the East. As an example, the presence of a Roman-style date in official documents emanating from the Roman administration in the Eastern provinces might be seen as symbolic in a sense of Roman domination. And if that date is also in Latin, this symbolism is enhanced. And my final question, which is closely related to my uh, previous question, actually, to what extent were the Emerologia a celebration of diversity or, on the contrary, an instrument for the fixation of provincial calendars and the imposition of conformity to the 365-day year of the Julian calendar? The fact that the Julian calendar did not spread in the same way in the uh, 
western and in the eastern provinces of the empire reflects the social, political and cultural variety that characterized the different areas of the Roman Empire. As mentioned, the Emerologia may be seen as an expression of the fact that the Romans may have used their new calendar as a tool for imposing their cultural and political hegemony on the eastern provinces. However, the social and political dynamics associated to the Roman presence in the east and the relationship between the Romans and their subjects in those areas are likely to be much more complex than that. And indeed, it has also been suggested, notably by Sasha, that the Romans did not actually enforce the use of their calendar in the east and that instead the eastern provinces, or at least the Greeks of the um, province of Asia, adopted the Julian calendar voluntarily to demonstrate their loyalty to the Roman emperor. In sum, however narrow and specialized the topic of the hemerologia may seem, it ultimately has broad implications for the political, cultural, and social history of Greco-Roman antiquity. Uh, one of the most significant and fascinating aspects of shedding new light on the hemerologia certainly lies in its potential to open new perspectives on how Rome dealt with her provinces, especially in the East, and thus, more broadly, in its potential to further our understanding of the relationship between the ancient Greek and Roman worlds. Thank you. Thank you very much for a very thorough presentation of the hemerologia, what they are, what uh, they might signify historically. I think it's amazing how you can have a, a manuscript, a sheet of paper with uh, a set of numbers on it, which was really dull and uninteresting, and how the whole thing can suddenly come to life with all sorts of implications for um, uh, the Roman Empire, actually, in the in the in the late antique period, and how how it related to the provinces and to provincial culture. So, it is really quite fascinating. So, thank you very much for that. And we have uh, time for quite a few questions. So, yes, yeah, Francois? Yeah, thank you, Dario, um, <coughs> for giving this insight into your very interesting researches. I wonder if you could show us again your last example, the one with the Egyptian and the. This one? Yeah. Um, is this, um, are these months synchronized? It looks as though they are, yes? Uh, yes. So say, for example, number 10, the Egyptian fourth is equivalent of September. And to Gorpiaeus. Yes, this is of course not a hemerologion in the sense of no. hemerologion. It's not days, but it is roughly synchronizing the months. I mean, it's an approximate. Yeah, of so course. It's, course not. it's not begin on the first of September. Yeah, and it's, I, I found... Uh, remarkable that uh, at the bottom, instead of uh, having a heading, there are references, specific references to what these three columns are about. So, again, this is a very um, this is not a, a, like a, a proper hemerologion, but uh, in terms of uh, documentary sources. This is as close as we get as we can get to the 
uh, Hymerologia tables that we find in the, the, the manuscript. with the, with the uh, Macedonian ones, is that correct? It's called the IOS September. I think that the synchronization is with the calendar of Asia, as yeah. far as uh, I can... Uh, Macedonian names. Yeah, of course, the, the Macedonian month names are used, but they were used uh, in um, several uh, different calendars uh, throughout Asia Minor and uh, the Near East. None, none of these months are conterminous. Yeah, they're not. It's a rough yeah, equivalent. Yeah, beginning and ends at different times, and and also the the length of months, which is given in the at the end of the second column, thirty one, twenty eight, thirty one. It refers to the Roman. Roman. The Julian calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the Egyptian calendar has superfluous because they all have thirty. I think that the, um, the presence of the number of days is, um, is needed here because I think that this sort of table was probably used by someone who was not particularly familiar with the Roman calendar and perhaps someone who was familiar with the, either the Egyptian or the uh, Asian calendar. So the number of days in the Roman calendar gives uh, an aid to someone who is not, um, who doesn't know the Julian yeah. calendar very well. The reason I'm asking this is because tomorrow I'm going to show in Biruni there's a table very much like this. Oh. Where these three, these three calendars and 15 others are laid out in columns. But differently from here, there is no attempt to synchronize when they begin where they begin in the local columns. Oh, interesting. So raises a question of whether there's some tradition. Afterlife, shall we say at this point. That's, uh, that's very interesting. Thank you. I look forward to yeah, your... <laughs> so, well, Ilaria, first of all, thank you, because this is really very interesting work. Thank you. Uh, when I thought about analogies, I, it came to my mind you may want to consider the Antikythera mechanism mm -hmm. in terms of synchronizing various calendars. But then the question came up that uh, uh, um, all of these uh, columns in the Homerologia actually follow the Julian year in that sense, it's 365 days. Yeah. This is why you can always coordinate him using one simple chart. Uh, but none of them is a lunar calendar. I mean, they all used to be lunar. Yes. Uh, the, whatever, in Asia or in all the other cities in the Levant, whatever, it used to be lunar. Yeah. So my question is, uh, so are, how did all of these calendars in Asia and uh, whatever the other provinces mentioned there, they all transformed from the old lunar form into... The, the Julian calendar with just different month names. Or maybe they didn't. Maybe it's just, a, you know, historically speaking, maybe this was not the case. Maybe the Emerologia are, are not reliable. Well, the Emerologia are confirmed by external evidence. So we know for sure that they all these calendars from the Near East and uh, from Asia Minor uh, actually uh, at some point adapted their structure to the Julian uh, year. 
Um, so I, I think that there are no doubts about that. But how <laughs> they did that um, uh, and precisely when, I mean, we only have a precise date for the calendar of Asia. We don't know about the several other calendars uh, in the Roman East, how and when. The Arabian one, do we have a... The calendar of Arabia we know was immediately after the foundation of the province. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. But, uh, in most cases we don't know exactly. Sorry, I think you might want to... It's not really linked, uh, but I, I was wondering, well, generally there are one or two examples of Easter letters from the 5th century where you also have the use of two systems, so the Roman calendar and the Egyptian calendar. So maybe a bit too late for, for your research, but since, since this is the 5th century uh, parallelization, this is how they then try to reconstruct it in the 7th century on the basis of those Easter letters and then oh. um, they paralleled themselves. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering obviously a bit about the later period, um, the manuscripts themselves. Do you know where they were produced? Did you, you, two of your four manuscripts are 9th century. Do you know yeah. where they were produced and what the manuscript context for these texts are? <coughs> what, is, what, is the wider, what other texts are in those manuscripts? Um, yes, well partly. Uh, the uh, Florence Emerologion is um, thought is generally thought to be to have been produced in um, Constantinople, so that would fit the the general interest in uh, providing this type of uh, information. Uh, I'm not sure about the other manuscripts, but presumably. Mm, they originated uh, in the same uh, area. And um, as for the, um, uh, the other material in the manuscripts, uh, all of these, um, all, all the Emerologia uh, are preserved in manuscripts that, um, I mean, they, they are like uh, um, uh, ancillary uh, uh, material uh, to the, um, uh, Handy Ptolemy's handy tables. So they were transmitted together with the astronomical, um, with other tables of astronomical interest, and and, and specifically with that, uh, with the handy tables. Uh, um, well, um, by by originally by Ptolemy, but we know we only know the version, uh, the later version of, of the. Of the work. We were hoping, in fact, to be able to find further manuscripts in Skubicek mm. um, beyond the, the four ones which he used. And <laughs> he spent many weeks in libraries trying to. Yeah, Going um, through. Yeah. Basically, they seem to appear only in the handy table manuscripts and not to appear anywhere else, which does raise some questions about the transmission of these tables and why. If they were intended as administrative documents or for use for commercial purposes or whatever else, why why were they transmitted only in the context of astronomical tables? And what's their use in in a, in terms of yeah. astronomical yeah. practices or? The interesting thing about these tables is that all the calendars which are in these tables, nearly all the calendars in these tables, 
were defunct, in other words, out of use from the 7th century onwards. Because in the East, uh, by the 7th century, uh, it's the Julian calendar that has taken over the whole of the area of the Byzantine Empire. So in a certain way, we have a historical date on these tables just by the, the, the fact of their contents. That, that it, has to, it has to be late antique. But then we have this gap between the, the time when we think they were produced and the, the dates of the manuscripts. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. Just as a follow-up, I mean, this kind of fossilization is not unusual in mathematical astronomy. If you look at medieval uh, astronomical tables, they have the, the, the Persian calendar and other calendars that were normally not in use. But of course, astronomical calculations also pertain to the past. But so maybe, you know, hypothetical, hypothetical scenario, find a date in an ancient source, and you want to do an astronomical calculation relating to the ancient calendrical date, it might be useful to have that antiquarian approach and just add as many calendars as possible to the chronological apparatus of your table. So I think there's a rationale there, potentially. Okay, thanks. Yes, thank you very much for, for the talk. Um, I've got two questions. When you said you had 20 examples of Greco-Arabic, what do you mean by that? Could you be a little bit more specific? And the second part is, um, in the, the document from C-Day, you had this, this priest who was a, a demi-ergos. <coughs> it seems a very odd phrase to use, being a, in, it's from Plato uh, originally, and then became part of He's the demiurgos of Dea Roma. Uh, that has, seems to be very, a very significant phrase. Because oh. uh, it's, it's either Platonic or, or uh, Neoplatonism, which came much later. It's, uh, you know, if you're dating to 150, it's, it seems to be in between. And what it actually means is a very, uh, could have a lot of significance. Uh, of course, um, I haven't looked precisely at that part of the inscription because my interest was something different, but I think this is just uh, a formula uh, to uh, denote a specific role um, uh, within the um, uh, cult of the De Aroma. So it's just, you don't have to take it like platonically or <laughs> it's just... Um, a way to designate, uh, uh, it's a title, basically, a uh, priestly title, as far as I can tell. But of course I haven't checked this because this is not, um, uh, but the date uh, of the document is pretty sure. We don't have doubts about that. Okay. And what was the first Arabic, question? When you say Greek or Arabic, is it Arabic or...? No, uh, when I say Arabic, I mean the references to the province, the Roman province of Arabia, so there's no connection with uh, <laughs> later um, or, um, I mean, uh, uh, other contexts um, other than the Roman uh, uh, province um, of Arabia, that's what I meant. Okay. There is a calendar that was in use in that province, which is uh, normally known as the Greco-Arabic calendar. It's just a, um, a way of calling it. It's nothing... Uh... Uh, it's a question of complete ignorance on my part, but why is the table divided into 15 boxes rather than, say, 30 for September? Uh... Why, why do we have nine instead of 
Uh, and that's actually the earliest literary evidence I think we have of this sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, we don't really know enough about it. But I wanted to, to just ask you, the, the, the examples you gave, are they all new material or some of these? No, no. no. Um, uh, the new material is uh, exclusively, I can't remember exactly, uh, this one. This is a new source. Right. The other sources I discussed, they were all uh, already known to Kubitschek. Yeah. How do you look up date formulas? Are they in those big digital databases in Eagle? I wish. <laughs> why, why not? Why are they on Eagle? <laughs> I mean, there are dates, but um, it's... I mean, looking for uh, documents where you have a double date, as uh -huh. it were. Uh, is in fact very tricky <laughs> because there are no easy ways of doing that. There are no uh, catalogs um, showing, oh, at this page you have a double date. No. So uh, it took me a while to. to, to so you should, you should really, I mean, this is valuable material. It should be offered, I mean, to. Maybe offer it as a rubric in Eagle or in, in some database. I mean, this is important. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, you're right. <coughs> we might think about it uh, after <laughs> we publish. As part of this project, Ilaria has put together a database of now over 1,000 yeah, entries. Yeah, we've stopped counting also a while, but of epigraphic materials, literary materials, and also papyrological uh, yeah. materials containing uh, all references we can find to uh, days of the week and also to provincial calendars in Rumi double dates, right? Uh, double dates and uh, equivalents of uh, month names. Yes, yeah. So uh, we've got a very big uh, database which uh, we don't consider to be copyright or secrets or anything. We'd be very happy to share it. The, the only question is how to do this technically. I'm not sure how this could be done. The database is in um, a program called Envivo. I don't know if this means anything to anyone, but it's uh, a program <coughs> designed mainly for sociologists, what, what they call qualitative analysis. But for us historians, it looks more like quantitative <laughs> analysis, actually. And, um, uh, it's, a, it's a special program, you need to know how to use it. I don't know how easy it would be to sort of... Uh, but I mean, we'd be happy to distribute it to whoever wants to look at it and whoever has access to the program or can subscribe to it. Uh, yeah, just going on from there, in vivo, as I now understand it, is used by the social scientists. And you do need to have access to the program to be able to access yes. the database. But uh, I presume you are going to publish this, Elaria, because this is desperate, I think. <laughs> it's, it's just over a century since Kubitschek did his work. Yeah, the, the, the plan is to publish, of yes, course. Yes, yes. But there's still work to, to be done, because, uh, as I said, uh, collecting all this data was already something that took quite a lot of time and then um, arranging, I mean, analyzing these sources, which, uh, I mean, they are about 170 new sources, plus the sources already collected by Kubitschek, putting everything t 
together and making sense out of this uh, material. It, it will take still a bit more of time, but uh, the, the plan is, uh, is to publish uh, the results. Thank you.